Hello everyone and welcome to the Marseille View. This is uh, Luca, you might be uh, hearing a different voice than usual, it's because Stefan has uh, shamelessly abandoned us. He had the audacity of uh, having a kid last, last week I believe, so I'll be taking over for him. Um, so today we're going to be reviewing the Saint-Etienne game and also talk a little bit about the transfer window that's happened this uh, summer. Um, but before that, I'm going to introduce uh, our three speakers today. So first, we're going to introduce our regular, Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. How, how are you feeling, Ben, after this these first couple of games? Uh, I, I guess the first two were a bit frustrating, but I feel a lot better now, let's be honest. Cool, cool. Uh, and then we have our agent on the ground. We have uh, Fiorenzo. Hey, everyone. All right, how's the mood in Marseille? Well, I, I'm just waiting to see more games yeah. to get an opinion. And then uh, last we have, I think it's your first appearance. We've got Max. Is that your, is that your first time you come here? Hello. Uh, it's my second, actually. Second, okay. So, uh, so Max, our last person to speak. Do you want to say anything about the Marseille in general, or the coach or market very quickly? A bit better. A bit better than two weeks ago. So, let's see what can happen in the next couple of months by the Christmas, but yeah, positive. Cool, cool. very well. So, um, just running through the structure, so we're going to just talk very quickly about overall impressions of the Saint-Chen game, um, which Marseille, of course, of course, brilliantly won this game because we always beat Saint-Chen. Uh, then we're going to ask ourselves a little bit about just uh, the key takeaways from this game and maybe the last game as well with Nice. Uh, and then we're going to shift towards the uh, transfer window that's just went, so our three signings and kind of um, judge uh, Zubizarreta and Eero's um, skill because we all know that they're, they're experts at this domain. And then uh, talk a little bit about the signings that should have been made but didn't happen, so we, we're thinking mainly about the left back and maybe um, Ocampos not being replaced. So um, let's jump straight into the center-gen game, guys. So, uh, what did you? Let's start with Ben. So, what what did you think about the game in general? Hello, Ben. Oh, I think Ben is gone. Ben, your mic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're right. So. I'm quite interested. I'm back. I'm back. I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Nah, mate, you Hello? cut off a lot. Alright, do you want to try again? And if not, Hello? we'll just move on to Fiorenzo. Hello, can you guys hear me? Yeah, it's a lot better. Okay. okay. Um, I, I was, I wouldn't word, but I was satisfied. I think that between the Nice and the Saturday games, that the team is showing a bit more initiative. I think we're finally trying, well, we're finally starting to see the AVB tactics. Um, we, we're finally sort of seeing, you know, the, the cohesion. And uh, look, the, the main difference for me is Benedetto. I think by far so good. He's, he's not even 100% yet, but you could tell the difference with Germain, which is very important. And that's, that's it for me. I'm, I'm satisfied. Let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, I, I, as, as Fiorenzo said earlier, I, I hope to see more. I think that we need to continue building on the basis that we've 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 established, and I'm I'm expecting good things from 
our, our forward players. Cool, Fiorentina. So you agree, or what's your thoughts on the game? Well, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I I think we made an awful game. Well, not not really beautiful to see, but we won. That's the point. Um, yeah, like he said, we didn't replace the campus, so that's a big problem because if we have uh, someone like Bunasar uh, injured. Uh, we have no nothing else uh, than Radonjic on the bench to replace him. That's going to be a big problem because he sucks, if you know. But anyway, yeah, I think we made defensively a good game. But other than that, it's it was awful to see. But the victory is there, so that's all matters. And I just I'm just waiting to see more games to see what happens. But yeah, I'm really pleased with uh, Alvaro Gonzalez and Benedetto. Yeah. I think, isn't it sad that we're only four games into the season and we're already like just saying the most important thing about this game is that we took three points. There's so little yeah. in the game itself. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's what, that's what I've got us used to, sadly. You know, I mean, we, after last season, we just don't expect anything. So any anything we can get is like a bonus. And it's you're right, it's sad, but it, that is the status. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if there's anything that Garcia has given us over the past couple of years, is just low expectations, isn't it? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Max, what did you think about the game, Max? Uh, I'm pretty glad to see um, that um, Mandanda is keep confirming his uh, actual form in terms of, uh, of stops he made. Uh, he's been decisive, but we have been strong in defense thanks to Alvaro, and Benedetto was also there, so... I think this is our main strength so far we could show up uh, in the last couple of games. So if we keep going like this, it won't do the trick all the year, but at least it is something that we can capitalize on for the next few games. And uh, by the time we are going to to restructure the team. So let's hope that it's going to get better in terms of, uh, of playing. Yeah, but who are you waiting for that's going to restructure the team? Mm-hmm. I think I think he means tactically because we. I mean, we'll probably touch on this later on, but we, you know, we've all seen the press conference where AVB has more or less confirmed that he's he's considering switching to a four-three-two-one, uh, sorry, four-two-three-one, which which is the tactic that Yasser had the season we had the run to the Europa League final, and I think he's he's now realised with the players at his disposal that he's probably the most adapted tactic. Um, I, I, I'm just assuming, Max, that that's what you meant. I don't know. Yeah, yeah kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just Ben just, just churned out all the work for you there. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, I mean, yeah, in terms of restructuring the team, like, I mean, yeah, tactically, but in terms of actual players, it's, you can change the tactic all you want. I mean, you're still going to have a gap in the left mid. You're still going to have to find players that are positioned there. You're still going to have to give some works on the left back as well. And to a certain extent with the midfield as well, because now we don't have any defensive midfielders anymore. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's, yeah, because it was speaking about strength, actual strength, but yeah, true. The midfield is a, is a weakness at the moment because yeah, we always uh, have uh, struggle to to build up uh, in the midfield we always have to jump from the defending to the to the strikers so yeah that's something we need to work on 
But I think I think that that's not an issue with the players. It's the issue with Villas Boas's tactic. It seems from the the videos and the analysis of of his playstyle, he always asks um, the defenders to start from very low, and then and then the midfielders to stay quite oh. high. So you can see in our games like this massive gap, and then Kamara and Alvaro always have to just start from so far, and then sometimes have to actually end up dribbling like two players. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're right, mate. Uh, sorry, sorry. I was uh, I had a problem with my microphone, but now it's okay. No, it's well, right, uh, goes on, don't worry. That's fine. So um, we'll just I think overall impressions um, is pretty much there. I think we can discuss a little bit more about your guys' um, main takeaway from this game and maybe the well, next game as well. Um, uh, Fiorenzo, do you want to start off with yours? Yeah. Well, what I can say about this game, it's yeah we won a, because of Sante Chen. Uh, there was. They were really, really weak, this team, you know, uh, offensively really poor. They could play like eight hours be uh, without scoring any goal. Uh, they just had the penalty, if I remember well, I don't know. But yeah, we saw we had difficulties in the midfield. And that's a problem because Santa Chen is a really, really weak team. And if we had difficulties in the midfield against them, what's going to be against Lyon or Paris Saint-Germain? But I hope Rangier make it, makes it a little better. Uh, anyway, but that, I, I don't have much to say about this game. We just played not so great, but we won because we had Benedetto and Alvaro and Mandanda and they just saved the game. Yeah. The, the issue, I mean, I agree with you. The issue is deeper, though. It's not, it doesn't feel like it's just this game, though. It feels like it's just been since the start of this year. It's just been it's just been the same old, same old. It's just that the last couple of games, we've just happened to have won them. But I don't see any real tactical like schemes being put in place or acted enacted by the players. Uh, I, uh, I, I don't know. I disagree. I mean... You can already tell there's a big tactical difference compared to Rudy Garcia, which is there's a lot more. And, you, and you've just mentioned it, Luca, where the, the centre-backs are responsible for carrying the ball forward. Um, I think that that's good because I think Kamai is very good on the ball. Alvaro is, is obviously very confident and, and very good at holding off challengers. So I think that if we... The, the main analysis I take from, from all of our games so far this season compared to Rudy Garcia is that the left back and the right back do not go forward as much, yeah. which seems to give us a bit of a better defensive. <laughs> yeah, and then like less risk with Amavi just like giving the ball Bounds. up. However, that's great while you're winning, but when when you're behind, you obviously expect them to to bring a bit more to the to the team on an on an attacking side. But I, I think that's the main difference. I think that. He's he's quite conservative, but without being boring like Garcia was. But um, at the same time, it gives a bit more freedom to the attacking players to not have to to track back all the time. So they they the actual wingers can actually try and create a bit more. And I think I, personally, I I thought our first half against Nice was pretty good. I think that's our best half so far this season in Liga. In terms of we created chances and we we were always on the front foot and we were pressing them. But yeah, the the, the Saint-Étienne game was 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 a bit dull, but um, it, it goes to show that individuals in the right system make a world of difference. And I think Benedetto's movement and his pressing and and his positioning, particularly when he doesn't have the ball, he's he's very good at cutting off the passing lanes of the of the opposition defence. And 
that, that, that is what we need. We need a striker who's capable of reading the game and being intelligent. And Germain, for all his, you know, all his qualities and his, his defects, he's limited. And I will never throw the stone at him because he's, you know, he's done what he can in, in, the, in, in the circumstances that we know. I will. But yeah, I, I think we have we, I think we have a better striker now, and I think he's in this system, and, it, and particularly in the new system. If we do change to a four-two-three-one, I think that we will improve and we will we will get better with time. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, we saw a lot of uh, pressing on the ball in the last two games. What we didn't see with uh, Garcia in like one years for one year because uh, no player was fighting for him. But now we see that we can see we have a uh, good counter attacks. We saw it uh, against uh, Saint Etienne. Uh, that's a difference uh, with, uh, with before, but. The thing is, in the game, when we have the ball in possession, we are. On, I don't see any difference. But I think, I guess that that takes time to get better at this. And with Rongier, maybe we're gonna get better. Yeah, I'm. I'm positive. I'm. I have hope for Villas Boas, and I really, really enjoy his communication. He says things clearly uh, on the conference. He doesn't say like, uh, "Oh, we lost because of the of the referee, because of the the grass and." stuff shit like that yeah i'm really really hopefully with uh hopefully with uh villas boss yeah yeah i mean that's now though you don't know what's going to happen later i think he might as a result start being a bit pushy and then he needs results he might revert to the same old tactics of uh blaming mm. the referees and you know blaming condition blaming the staff blaming the, the pitch and stuff so i think i wouldn't yeah. too much about that jesus is that is that is that Luca? Is that Ed speaking? Jesus, mate, you're pessimistic, <laughs> mate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not a big from what I've seen already. I'm not a massive fan of Villas Boas. Um, it just feels very pushy, um, and he's had, un unlike Garcia, and previous managers like Michel and all that, he has had the whole summer, summer preparation to actually put his tactics in place, and I'm not seeing anything from anything productive coming out of it. Anyway, what do you think, Max, about about uh, Fiorentina's point? I think uh, I think so far uh, maybe we're gonna need some uh, more adjustments in terms of uh, the way we're gonna use the ball when we when we are in position uh, position periods. Um, because maybe maybe he's gonna try to first. Uh, fixing some uh, problem we had with the tactic in the in the last month with Garcia, so he's probably gonna fix that first, and maybe we're gonna he's gonna build up something on the top of that. And yeah, I hope that it's gonna be more solid in the future. Brilliant. All right, Max, do you want to just uh, just bash your your point as well straight away? Then what was your mm -hmm. takeaway? What was your takeaway from the game? Oh, my takeaway from the game. Um, it, I think uh, I um, I hope to see the team uh, yes confirming uh, at least against uh, teams such as Saint Etienne and Nice because it's definitely teams we we can we can beat and against we can we can take the three points. So, but let's see how it's how is this team is gonna. Is, is gonna is gonna exist uh, against bigger team in the in the league, and I think about Lyon, I think about PSG, 
So let's see in terms of mentality, in terms of mindset, how the player can, if, if the player for once can can step up uh, I mean, during one single game. Yeah, um, well, we're going to find that pretty soon, aren't we? Because in the next couple of of months, we have PSG, we have uh, Lille, we have Rennes, we have uh, Monaco. Monaco. Coming up next, but uh, so. the next game, yeah, the next the next game is Monaco, so that that is going to be a big test because. Now the transfer window is closed, and you know they've made a few good signings as well. Traditionally, we don't do very well over there. Although it was probably our, our best performance last season away from home. But um, yeah, you're right. We we will see when we play the bigger teams. But I, I think that we all know that we we lose points stupidly against the smaller teams. So if we are if we are able to keep the stability defensively that we have, because let's face it, apart from Haas. You know, the last three games we conceded one penalty, and yes, we conceded a few chances. And Mondanda is back on form, so he saves us sometimes. But yeah, if, if we can find that stability defensively, which is what Villas Boas tends to do, is build from the back with stability. And if we can find that, I think that the the, the, the attacking players will get to know each other a bit better, and they will start working together better. Do you think uh, that? Yeah. Do you think that with the fact that we've only conceded one goal from a penalty? Do you think that we're set for the season with this back four, or do you think that Duye still has his uh, his spot and maybe and Kunku and and oh, it's, not, it's not settled. We we can. I think it's not over. Everyone has a, his word to say. Uh, Charitata can play. I think now for now it's working. Kamara and well, Alvaro, but maybe Kamara will, will be injured or maybe. It's be out of form, so we're going to play with uh, Charitata. I think it's not over. Just one thing I want to say about Monaco: we're going to play against them. You get to you get to know that they're going to sign Marquisio uh, tomorrow. I think twenty fifth signing. Have... How many is it now? Hmm? Is there like twenty fifth signing? They've got yeah, seven yeah. players with contracts. That, that's, nonsense. that's nonsense. That's <laughs> nonsense. But that's Monaco. <laughs> But the thing is, I think uh, Villas Boas is a little is a little bit like uh, Eddie Bob, if you remember well. Uh, the first year with Eddie Bob, we had a, a really good defense, uh, good in counter attacks, and like, uh, well, I think that's a little how like how we're gonna play this year, and I think it's gonna be the result. I think it's it's the the year or never for us to be. And the, the three first of the league because uh, Lyon he had has a new coach. Is like it's not working so great for now. I, I don't believe in Lille. They have the Champions League. They have the 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 league. Uh, they sold all the best players. Uh, same thing for Rennes from Rennes. Uh, well, I think it's the the good year for us to be uh, on the on the podium. I mean, I, I don't believe. I, I wouldn't say. Sorry, I, I wouldn't say it's the best year here, I would just say better than last year. This is the year we have zero fucking excuses because we are going to play less games than all of our competitors around us. So that is the way I would qualify it in terms of uh, we, we've all seen Eros fucking press conference where he's like talking about the past. Oh, oh, people forget we went to the Europa League final and shit. Mate, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the here and now. It's about, you know, we're focused on one game after the next and we, we want to see improvement. And actually, if you don't qualify this year when you're playing less games than everybody else, and he, he, he actually made the comment saying, oh, we're the only team that has zero injuries. It's like, mate, it's fucking irrelevant. 
<laughs> and Tuvan hasn't season. played a single full game yet. Why? Yeah. Because he's injured. So, let, so, so let's go the whole season and then we could comment on if this is our best chance or not. Because well, I, I think our best chance is... We, we've seen this over the last four or five years anyway. The league is very irregular. Even the, the so-called big teams like Lille, Lyon, uh, yeah. Rennes... Saint-Étienne, they drop points stupidly at home or away, and they lose they lose games. But we do exactly the same, and we sometimes do worse. So we need to focus on us. And if we focus on us, hopefully, we have well, we have zero fucking excuses. Let's put it that way. We I don't think have the, an excuse. Yeah, you're uh, you're absolutely true. But I think the problem with Marseille is uh, mentally. You know, it's in the brain, in the head. Uh, last year we have a we had a really good. Uh, team i guess i mean on the paper with the players we had strutman gustavo we had payet tovin well you, when you see the team you you say oh they gotta play the the three first uh, places in Ligue 1. but the thing is uh man mentally that was awful this year they're gonna be euro uh, next summer there is the euro so players like mandanda players like tovin like payet gonna play like hell and even Strutman. So I think that's the good year. All the players will be uh, on, on 100% on the pitch. And yeah, I'm really, really hopeful. That pisses me off though, because it's not even the fact that players play better when they're like going into a um, European season or a national team season. It's like Payet, Mandanda, they seem to only play well just when there's like national team at the yeah. end of the prize. Like it's, yeah. it's just fucking I Remember Payet and Europa League in the last six months before the World Cup. If he wasn't injured, he would be at the World Cup. He was really, really insane on the pitch. And I think it's going to be the, the same thing on the last six months this season. Yeah, but that's professionalism issues, man. You can't just, you can't just play well. Uh, that's Payet, we know him. There's like a reward at the end. That's Payet. We know the guy. <laughs> Payet is on just only one year out of two, yeah. And especially the year when the World Cup or Rio is coming, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only it. exception with Bielsa season because Bielsa was special and he he, he had no choice to motivate <laughs> him. Yeah. All right, Ben. What do you? What's your takeaway from the game? You talk, me? No, Ben. Ben. Okay. I think we've done it already, mate. I think we've all we've all said Have that piece. Yeah, I, I went first. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so I think my my takeaway is really the. the I mean, I know, I, I'm glad that uh, Villas Boas decided to change. I was said that he would change from four three three to four three three one, but I'm sorry, but I, I can't see that four three three anymore. Like, it just doesn't work with our squad. Ben just said it with with our tactical scheme. Our fullbacks do not go up. Which means that because Payet can't play left wing, he has to. He always gravitates back to the centre, and because yeah. Amavi doesn't go up because of of the tactics and instructions, there's never anybody on the left wing, and then this, our team is just so. And because he shits. <laughs> yeah, but but it means our team is so lopsided, and it lopsided towards the right, where our winger is Bunasar. Our winger is Bunasar, so we're literally relying on the wing where Bunasar is fucking supposed to actually make the the magic happen. It's just We're missing I, Ocampos so I, much. I don't understand. I don't understand how Villas Boas has not seen this a lot sooner, because it's it was glaring, like it was obvious, and all the issues that were coming out because Payet was gravitating towards the center, Lopez or Sanson were always moving towards the left, and I left a massive gap in the middle. I don't understand uh, how Villas Boas didn't make adjustments. I think, and, 
I think it's I about think... them. Yeah, yeah, go on. He sorry. Didn't sorry, no, I think I think it's because he tried Hadonich and Hadonich, even though he showed promise in the you know in the in the warm up games and the friendlies, he's been very poor again, as usual, in the yeah. league games. So I think I think he realised that for the balance of the team he had to you know, he had to make a sacrifice and he's he's made made do made by with the players that he had in the system that he thought was the best based on, on the friendlies and yeah, but even with Rodonich, he was in Tavan, a 4 You know, it's he, a massive, yeah, but it's a massive disability, isn't it? Without Tavan, because we know, we all know Sal. Let's let's be honest. I'll be very honest. I think Sal's had a, a decent start to the season. He's he's you know he's created two of the the chances that led to goals against Nissan against Saint-Étienne, where he, he he gets past his man on the right wing and he he cuts back and creates a chance. But yeah, but in those two yes, games combined, gonna, we've had three have, shots. It's not going to work for all the yeah. Time. Going to work for the whole season, obviously, but I think he's, you know, he's a victim, and I mean, Vidas Burst is a victim of wanting to be too conservative and trying to, to maybe look for that defensive stability more than look for that that attacking flair. And yeah. hopefully, with Tovan back and with a better balance in the team and a better system, hopefully, we see that change. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, 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 that takeaway from the Century game for me is that I don't want to see this 4 3 3 again. We need to put Payet back in the centre. Tovan to put back and play Rangier with either Streetman or Sanson in the in the midfield. Like, if four three three does not work with the players that we have, like it, 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 clearly I know we've won the last two games, and we've scored three goals in two games, but it was so poor in the offensive side. Like, we can't just rely on just individual genius from Benedetto with a fucking bicycle kick, or just a, 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 the one shot on target we had against Saint Etienne. It, it's it's poor, and like like Max said against against better teams. They're gonna love like they're gonna love this because it this is so so poor offensively. It's ridiculous. So I think we need to put in put Bayet in place in in the center as a number ten, and it's just it, it needs to stay like that now. Like it's worked in 2017 when we went to Europe League final. I'm not saying that we're gonna go back to a final, but it 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 will be a lot better in terms of gameplay, and then will some of the weaknesses that we've seen so far will be yeah, erased. To to go to the final, you need to be fucking qualified, don't you? No, but like of a, of a domestic cup, though, innit? <laughs> All right, Max, what do you think? Yeah, about what you said about um, about the the high attack, attack we have so far. Yeah. Yeah, it's not enough. Obviously, uh, it's something uh, we need more transition uh, on the midfield and. Um, and it's not gonna be enough with uh, maybe after that. I know that uh, I'm not that expert in tactical systems, but yeah, it's obvious that it's quite poor to have Payet in this position because uh, he's not he can't play as his best when um, when he's playing like that. Uh, he's not in the best disposition. So yeah, um, if we keep playing like that, we we gonna we gonna lack uh, of ball. Of balls as hell against bigger team because bigger team tends to to be more possessive with the ball or with the ball and if we don't if we can't touch any balls we we're not gonna play in counter attacks anymore as we did against Saint Etienne and this where we had uh, more space we're not gonna have any space we're just gonna be eaten alive against if we keep playing like this so up to us to adapt our playing against uh, other teams. Uh, so that's where that's 
when we will see if we can keep existing in the Liga on the long run. Well, I think I think that's that's where you're gonna see uh, Ranger is a good signing because we're gonna play. I think we're gonna play with Trutman and Ranger in the midfield because Lopez uh, is not uh, well. I think physically is weak. And Sanson, I can't stand Sanson anymore. So I think the the best uh, the best the best way to play is going to be something like Bunasa on the left wing, Tova on the right wing, Payet as a ten, Benedetto uh, at a, as a striker, and Strutman and Ranger in the the midfield. So uh, on the left, Bunasa and Amavi can defend, and on the right, Sakai and Tova. I think that's the more balanced team. Not maybe the, the sexiest team, but the more balanced. The more genuine. Agree, agree, 100%. And, and I, I, well, you've, you've just said it. And I think that, again, my final takeaway from both these games is Lopez is, is really, really poor. I mean, I don't know why people have overhyped this guy so much. Yeah, he yes, don't have the strength. Yes, but no, yeah, no yes, but in the, in the first season, he was promising. Like, when you see yeah, the highlights from last season, he was great. Like, you, like, the choices he made was always the right decision and the execution was on par. He's just yeah, yeah, and he was good. He he was good when he came off the bench, and he, he did have impacts in a few games last season, and not many because let's face it, we were shit in many games last season. But so far this season, clearly in this system, it's not compatible. It's, it it doesn't work for him. And also, I I I mean I don't know if you guys have, have followed this over the summer, but there are rumours that he's he's become quite arrogant, thinks he's a fucking star. And look, we don't know if this is true or not, but. He, he needs to... Him and Sanson, Sanson's the same. I just think Sanson's going for a bad run of form. Yeah. Lopez, Lopez, I think, is very is very overrated. We've overrated the kid. And he, he is not good enough to be in the starting eleven. Well, see, I'm a lot more definite about about the quality of the player for Sanson than Lopez. I'm, I'm willing to give Lopez a lot more chances than I am for Sanson. I think Sanson had his massive share of chances, whereas Lopez had to come off the bench a lot last season. And he did show some things, and I know he's he's falling off a cliff, but I've got more hopes on Lopez picking his talent back than Sanson. Alright, cool. So, um, move on from the game. I think we're going to take a broader broader view um, to the transfer window. I'm sure you guys all followed it um, quite closely. <laughs> I think, yeah. to some extent, especially on the deadline day, I think it was a very stressful time for everyone. And they I think a lot of insults was thrown around in the from all of you guys. So, um, what what did you what do you guys think? So we've we've signed three players. So you guys all know we've signed Gonzalez, um, we've signed Benedetto and Rangier. Um, what what do you guys think of this as a whole? Um, maybe it's uh, it maybe. Yeah, I was expecting the transfer window to be to be really worse than that. So maybe, but what I was expecting from the from the the Bizarreta Nero, uh, it's not that bad because I wasn't expecting anything to be honest uh, after the last uh, transfer windows we had. Um, so <laughs> it's yeah. It, I think, yeah, we can finally expect maybe something, not the best thing, but uh, we can at least expect something uh, coming out for, out of uh, new signings, especially Rongier, why not? Yeah. 
short my thought about the mercato i think it was really really ridiculous at the end we got embarrassed by uh, kita from nantes um i think we made three good signings i mean alvaro um rongier and benedetto looks like good players but the thing is we didn't replace ocampos so if sar or tovin get injured we only have radonjic then lihaji uh we and the, the the worst thing of all we need a left back six, six, since two years and we don't have one anymore i don't know what what the fuck uh, zubizarreta is doing but we need a left back since two years you know yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 well, I, I, i'd agree with both of you i think maxime you're right in the sense that i'm, I'm pleasantly surprised not necessarily the way that we've we've done the business, but the immediate impact that Alvaro and Benedetto have had. Let's be honest, I didn't expect them to have such a good impact this quickly, it's especially when we see the last two years with Stuttman, who struggled last season, apart from his first game, and then uh, you know Kalle Takao has obviously struggled, but he wasn't necessarily put in the right right conditions. But yeah, I think we've we've chosen the players with the right mentality. I think that is the one thing I would agree with Vero is that Benedetto and Gonzalez are fighters and they're, they're hungry. And they don't sit back and content themselves with letting things go to shit. So I'm happy we've signed players with that mentality. However, entirely agree with you, Fiorenzo, that, you know, A, we know we need the left back and we've we've done fuck all about it. And yeah. B, th- just the way we fucking conduct ourselves is embarrassing. You know that there's a chance that maybe, I don't think many of us expected Gustavo to leave. We probably expected expected us to be able to offload Sanson or Streetman in midfield. But you know you're going to need a midfielder and, and if it's 100% confirmed, which it seems to be, that your only target is Rongier, why the fuck have you not laid the foundations for that deal to happen yeah. earlier than, than the final day of the transfer window? You should have negotiated it in advance, have an accord de principe and said, right, as soon as we've got the cash, we'll do it. And maybe Kitab will try and renegotiate, which is normal. But you don't fucking start from scratch on deadline day trying to sign someone as a panic buy because you you act like you didn't expect us to lose a midfielder, which is embarrassing. And, and the second point about that, we've, we all saw the press conference yesterday, Zubi Zareta commenting and, and saying very honestly that, oh, well, after we signed Gonzalo and Benedetto, we, we knew there was no more money, so we just laid back and didn't do that. Oh, yeah, that was it's really like, good. It's like, what the fuck? You're supposed to be building a foundation, a scouting department in this club. You've been here three years now. You're supposed to be laying foundations, and and you would ex- I would expect our club to be scouting young players and having discussions with them about the projects and saying, guys, you know, we will give you game time because we want to. Apparently, the strategy is we want to recruit youngsters and give them game time. But but we're doing none of that. So if you're admitting in the fucking press that you've basically taking three weeks off after signing two players because you thought there was no more money, then you don't belong at my club. I don't want you there. You, you know, we need we need professionalism. We need structure. And clearly, a, a few people seem to seem to still think it's a fucking holiday club. Yeah, yeah. I agree with what Ben said. That was ridiculous from Zubizata to say that. Well, even if you don't have money, you have to still keep on the, the good work you have to find players you have to look in, i don't know in south america and uh, east of europe i don't know you can find some young players 
even if you don't have money for the next year for the next mercato i don't know you can't say something like that in front of the journalists just say oh we we bought two players we didn't have no more money so we just stopped uh looking for players that's ob obviously that's ridiculous before i give you my thoughts about the mercato as a whole um if you guys would like to just answer quickly um a question from twitter um from clement who said um there's the like the transfer window mm. from the actual final one that's happened yesterday um are your expectations now changed compared to the start like to may of this year for the seasons coming or are you are you more optimistic about it are you more pessimistic were you expecting more or were you actually impressed with why actually you know like impressed with how n not awful it's been well uh if i go first if i can go first just something uh and well, the good thing about this is Rudy Garcia is gone, so he's not gonna ask for his place. <laughs> and then, oh, he, he, am I right? Yeah, he was there. You couldn't resist. Like, I you couldn't resist, mate. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but he, he wanted his players. He wanted Strutman. He wanted every time. Oh no, I don't want this player. Oh no, I don't want this player. He was the guy who was choosing the players. Now the the the, the good thing is he's gone. He made the same thing with Roma. He made the same thing everywhere he, he went anyway. So I think that's uh, a good thing about that. But other than that, I'm not really, really uh, hope. I don't have so many hope for uh, Zubizarreta because we saw he can find some good players like Alvaro and Benedetto. Uh, well, I don't think about Rangier because everybody, everybody knows about Rangier in France, in France. But anyway, well, I'm just gonna wait to see. I'm not. That's not been awful, but that that's not been so great. So where do you, where do you I, see Marseille to to end up? What what's your expectation? Seeing the Mercato, where do you think we're landing at the end of the season? The project? No, no, no. The, the end of the season. So the, the upcoming one. Where do you see us finishing on the league table? Oh, I'm not sure, but I think. Uh, I'm sad to say that, but I think it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like every time we're gonna be the fourth or the fifth club in Liga. Cool. That's my thing. <laughs> Very hopeful, mate. <laughs> Alright, Ben. So, how's the window, like transfer window? Has it changed your your expectations or your perception on on what this season's gonna look like? Um, well, I'm I'm gonna take a bit more of a global view. Um, things I'm happy about. Benedetto and Gonzalez seem to have the profile that we expect as fans, which is they fight and they're hungry. So I'm happy that we've finally seemed to be doing what we said we'd do and, and, and target the right profile of players who are OM compatible, as fucking Eros said all those years ago. Um, my second main satisfaction is, to be honest, if you look at our, our squad, we've actually offloaded quite a bit of Deadwood. Um, yeah. Players like NG, Rolando, you know, we've, we've we're going to save some money on their wages. Rami, Balotelli, Gustavo, Yeah. Chan. Well, I, I, they, they weren't necessarily dead wood, but yeah, they were mentally, they were, they were obviously... <laughs> financially, they were. Financially, they were impossible to get rid of. We know that. Yeah, so, I mean, I, that that is one satisfaction. Um, and then my, my two disappointments are, obviously, we fucked up again and didn't get a left back, which is it's still beyond me that, you know, yes, we knew we needed a striker. We spent... Let's be honest, the, the Benedetto story lasted for fucking four weeks and we were all getting frustrated thinking we're never going to sign him, we're never going to sign him, and we did, which is, mm. okay, good. 
but we we still we you know we've addressed one of the weaknesses we knew we had. We haven't addressed the second one, which is probably more important given the attitude and, and the performances of MAV, who, if he's not put under pressure, is not going to improve, which is normal. And then my second biggest disappointment is we didn't manage to fucking get rid of Sertic. No, you can't have that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. He's not even in the squad anymore, is he? Like, he's not in a professional squad. No, he's... He's... I mean, no, we still pay him, but I'm saying he's not playing in a team anymore, is he? Oh, I don't know. He's probably... Mate, I don't think... I don't think there's a, a player that plays for a reserve team who gets paid as much as Sassic in fucking Europe. Oh. Right? He's on 200, <laughs> 200 grand a month. Can you imagine that? For a Thanks, Gerson. Yes, I mean, it's... <laughs> Maybe it's we unbelievable. should... Maybe we should keep him as the joker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Max. What, what, so, has your seeing what happened in transfer window? Because you said you were actually it actually was not as bad as you thought it'd be. Has has that transfer window kind of changed your expectations as to what this season's going to look like? Yeah, I'm quite positive about the upcoming year. Uh, uh, so maybe actually as positive as last year before before the season started to mess up <laughs> with Garcia. Uh, yeah, because uh, we can feel that there's more motivation, more mindset into the team with the new players. And uh, maybe we, it looks like finally the transfer window has been more, maybe more uh, than uh, it used to be the, the years before because even if we didn't, uh, could, if we couldn't fill every single uh, position we had to fill, and such as left back, uh, we still have uh, more solid players in uh, such important position as uh, defending and uh, striking. Uh, so we will have to, yeah, we will have to build up with uh, some missing position as winger and left back. Uh, so yeah, I hope Pilaspo has to to compose with that with the player he has and um, so I think we can if we yeah I think we can at least finish uh, at top five uh, last uh, the last years like the last years uh, and if we look at the other opponents um, we obviously are obviously sure that PSD and Leon can get to the first two positions, but if we look at the other ones, uh, I think we have uh, completely our chance to, to just compete with them. Yeah, that's so You're right. Very well, very well. So for me, I think I'll, I'll split this transfer window because it, it's been a bit of a. I tried to take a break this summer because it's just been such a traumatizing season last year. Yeah. Um, I think I really split this window into two parts. So first is like, like in terms of purely purely football speaking I think it's I, I label it as good but not good enough but quite insufficient like what I love is the fact that we got Benedetto and Alvaro Gonzalez especially Benedetto who actually came in and straight away had an impact how many times have we heard with with Balotelli who hadn't had who hadn't played um, in the whole season before he came Mitroglou came injured and Jama how many times you say no but the, the striker will be good in six months but the, the striker will be good in yeah. six months and now he's here and he He's. It's not. It's not the fact that he's scoring. It's great that he's scoring, but he's he's involved in the play. He if he looks like he's actually involved and he's at not peak but near near peak performance straight away, which is that, that I love and I, I think is a massive plus to the team. Yeah, um, you're right. The but, good thing about the 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 two guys we we just bought, it's like 
they have the grinta, you know, la grinta argentina. When you see uh, Alvaro uh, looking at the, the other guy on the pitch, it's like the, he wants to eat their family, you know, in the eyes. And uh, talking about uh, Benedetto, <laughs> when Benedetto scored, you see when Benedetto scored, he was like, ah, la puta de concha de tu madre, que te pario. That was awesome. You know, we didn't see that in Germain, who is uh, like uh, the, the charisma of, uh, of an oil, you know. Yeah, and, And uh, Mitroglou, Mitroglou is like uh, a kebab. I don't know, but anyway, we have the Grinta now. Yeah. That's the good thing about it. So we're going to see about Ranger because think... I think Ranger has the Grinta too. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, just, just good... to finish on, um, on Gonzalez, sorry. I mean, I think if you guys, I mean, we all watch, well, Maxi Mew and, and Luca and I watch the game together. I think two of the biggest cheers of the game were when Gonzalez made some really, really good slide tackles and took his oh, opponent yeah. out. And the stage. And went crazy, and, and as you say, that's that's what just we like we scored the goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what we want to see. We want to see someone who's going to put their body on the line, make those last-ditch challenges. And I mean, he doesn't. He's not as stupid as he was, but he reminds me very much of Diawara in terms of his yeah, you know, his challenges and his his ability to read the game. Gonzalez, I think he's he's very good at getting the better of his opponent psychologically. Yeah, yeah he reminds me of uh, yeah Jawa. You're right, uh, like a cannibal. You know, maybe he should have taken over the number 21 and not Rangier. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, wait. The famous number 21 is still on. I think uh, Labrun uh, just <laughs> just <laughs> got it back from yeah. the club. But I mean, I mean, as as good as as this is, I think the reason why it's so insufficient is just like like glaring, glaring gaps in the in the squad, like. The left back just doesn't even need to be addressed at this point. Ocampos hasn't even been replaced at all. So now we have Radonic. Like right now, we're at the spot next week where Thomas going to be playing on the right. But on the left wing, we could be playing with Bunasar left mid or Radonic left mid. And you're like, what the fuck? Like this is just not supposed to happen. And now that Gustav yeah. is gone, you replaced him with Rangier, which is which is like good qualitatively, but it's not the same position. So now we have no number six. And it's just like I, it's just insufficient. We need more squad depth on with uh, not 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 uh, starting players, but either young promising players or or like veterans who can actually play the positions. Because now it's just something about. Uh, I mean, if you go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Something about Gustavo. You say it's not the same profile as uh, Rangier. I'm not. I don't perfectly agree because if you remind well, the good season Gustavo makes, it's like. He's playing with Zambo in the midfield, I guess. And Zambo is playing uh, as the, the defensive midfield. And uh, Gustavo is playing at the number eight, let me say number eight. So I think it's going to be something like that with uh, Strutman and Rangier. But I think Gustavo and Rangier are not the same kind of players, but they do play at the same place on the pitch. That's well, okay, I yeah, think. but I mean, the bottom line is that Rangier is not really, is not like a, a number six, is he? And we have no number yeah, six. Yeah, but at this Gustavo point. is not a number six either. I well, think. yeah, but he did play. He played as a number six in the four-three-three because we had three players in the midfield. But with two players, like we're gonna play, uh, Gustavo and Rangier has uh, well, like the same role on the pitch. I think. Mm. I think that the, the, I mean, Luca, I agree with you that yes, the, the, the glaring mistakes and the glaring lapses of not finding the left back again are very frustrating, but. Honestly, I mean, the, my, my main frustration is the fucking amateurism and the way we embarrass ourselves in the press. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we are the only club that every time something happens and there's a rumour, it's all over the press. And I don't know, there, there must be a leak somewhere or there must be someone who, who's 
taking pleasure in, in you know, d- disclosing these things to the press. But let's be honest, it's fucking embarrassing. Mm. And it, yeah. it puts us in a position of weakness when we negotiate because, A, everybody knows we have no money, which is, a, which is you know, first of all, they don't take us seriously probably when we inquire about their players. And then secondly, they just see the fucking amateurish mistakes and the way we conduct ourselves expecting that Kitai is just going to give us his captain for cheap because he's said he doesn't want to play anymore and he's he's he wants to join Marseille. Mm. It's just fucking embarrassing. I'm sick of this level of amateurism. And after three years, they should know better. And, and worse than Hero, who has got nothing to do in football, let's be honest, Zubi Zaleta should know a lot better than to be so fucking amateurish. Mm. The guy's mm. been at, at Barcelona. I mean, you, you just cannot, we yeah. cannot continue with this structure and this attitude on the transfer market, regardless of personnel, we need to change our approach. Yeah, yeah. It's not so hard to play, to to work in Barcelona as a, at the and by players. You you, you you know you just wake up and the the president of Barcelona comes and say, yeah, I give you one hundred and twenty millions. Then just bring me Neymar and bring me Ter Stegen. And you know you're gonna talk. Uh, oh yeah, you want how many? How many dollars you want? Okay, I give you up, and it's over. Well, I mean, it's it's, it, it's still difficult, but it's a different skill, isn't it? It's like high high scale negotiation is very different. To, yeah, to that's meeting. not even the same work. Yeah, I think. it's not. It's completely not. You're right. Anyway, so just and to round up that uh, tra- the the Mercato chapter, um, I'm just putting you on the spot, guys. If if I told you that you got one more signing to make, what what player would you have signed realistically? A player or the or a role? No, a role, player. Give a role and then maybe a suggestion on the on the player. Yeah, we need a left back. We need a, someone on the left wing. But if I would say, I I don't have a player in mind. But we need a left back. So yeah. Oh, I think, I think Aspiriqueta can play on the left. Would be a great idea. Chelsea want to sell him. So. Or maybe we can have Sakai on the left and Aspiriqueta on the right. Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah, we still won't have a left back then. <laughs> yeah, but Aspiriqueta played a lot on the as a left back in Chelsea. He can play on this position, so I think it could be it would be a good idea. Alright, Max, yeah. what, what's yours? Left back, of course. Any names yeah. in mind you got of players that that could have signed in our club? Um. Not really, because yeah, uh, I didn't think about Aspiriqueta, but I think it's a good idea, uh, actually. Uh, yeah, because otherwise we always uh, have to rely on Alvaro to to just uh, to just um, to just clean up the every every mistake Amavi is making so far. So yeah. we can we can keep the season going like that. Yeah, yeah uh, but. I think yeah. I uh, didn't think about that. Spiriqueta. Even is because how old is he so far? Spiriqueta. Thirty-one, I guess. So maybe thirty-one, no? Yeah, yeah. Thirty-one, I think. It would be also a good idea uh, if we want to to fit in the project because as we like to <laughs> to uh, to recruit thirty plus players in the in, in yeah. this club. <laughs> so, yeah, it would yeah. be. <laughs> Arrow will be fine. <laughs> And All the right, other thing. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, Fiorenzo. Go ahead. No, just one thing I would like to say. Uh, instead of giving you one player I would like to buy, I can give you one player 
we shouldn't have to sell and it's Ocampos we yeah. can't replace him we can't replace him it's, well, I mean I'm 15 million for him is a good price yeah but you know on the pitch he <laughs> gave everything well, well, he had well, guys guys you, you say 15 million have you not seen today that it was only 10 because we owed Monaco 30% of that 15 million? oh yeah 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 oh. you're right well, yeah, but you were not that, that makes it a lot worse yeah, but two years ago, like he hasn't drastically improved, and two years ago we couldn't even sell him for four million. Yeah, but when you when you play with Ocampos on the pitch, you know he's gonna play one hundred, even one hundred and twenty. In the system, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like this in is, that this, system, we're getting very, very good. like nostalgic about Ocampos. Like, come on, even on his best of days, oh, he's he not was the very best in the world, but... as to whether he was good enough to actually be on the starting. And you, Ben. What a player. I agree. Well, <laughs> well I, I agree with the position, left back. For me, it was it was short, especially given the fact that we've lost quite, you know, we lost Rolando and Rami, that, let's face it, are quite experienced mm. defenders and probably good in the squad. Um, I, I did actually, I do actually have a player in mind, and this is a, a slight bias because I, I do follow Arsenal in the UK, but I would have been happy if we'd have signed Nacho Monreal as a left back. Oh, even yeah. If he di even if he didn't start every game, he went to. Where's he go? He's gone to Real Sociedad for very cheap on deadline day. Um, I've, I've always liked his mentality at Arsenal. He's a big game player. He's got La Grinta. He, he, you know, he's he's good, very good defensively. He can, he, he can even do a job at centre back as well. But I think he's the type of guy with his mentality and his oh. experience. Oh. I would I would like to, to see us go for a player like him. Cool. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. So thank you very much, guys. So I think um, we'll just finish off um, in a few couple of minutes. So um, next week we're playing Monaco away. Yeah. Um, what What do you see? What do you think is going to happen with Rangier's first game? Potentially he's going to start. And I mean, Villas Boas and all the recruits will now have like two weeks to actually prepare because we don't really have a lot of international players going leaving. So we're going to have two full weeks to prepare. What are you guys expecting from that game? We're going to play with Rangier. I think he's going to play. And I think we're going to destroy Monaco. Is, is that sarcastically? Is that serious? No, seriously. Okay. I think we're going to destroy them. They're just awful since the beginning of the season. Yeah. They're not organized. They, they have too much player, but without any project. Any... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben? I think Ben's cut off probably. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think, I mean, it's always it's always a close call, especially with Marseille at the moment. So I really don't see them see us destroying any team at this point. I think we might squeeze out a win, but I'm I'd be more tempted to just go for a draw. Um, I, I I really don't believe in 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 this um, attacking um, philosophy and this attacking scheme at the moment. I'm, I'm very 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 scared of how Tovan's going to come back. Whether how long he's going to take to actually get back on form, and how Rangier is actually going to fit because there's there's Sanson, Lopez, Struman, and Rangier who who are not similar at all. They're not similar in any way, but I don't think they, I'm not sure if they complement each other very well. Um, and and the fact that there are our, our wing backs actually don't go up that often. If Monaco decide to go for a more defensive tactic like Reims did, um, we might actually find a position where we have to attack and then kind of. Put too much risk on on this game, and I think we might actually get get countered and get surprised quite a lot. Because because Monaco does score, like Slimani scored three goals already, 
Ben Yedder has has scored one goal, but I think he could like kick off at any moment. So I think there's no certainties about our game. I, I, I agree, Monaco is completely completely awful at the moment, but it's it's not a given at all. And and we have quite a lot of games, hard games afterwards. We have Montpellier afterwards and Rennes. So I think it, it, it looks like already a very pivotal game for the season and I'm not sure if we're prepared for it. Well, if you see at the Monaco defense, look at the Monaco defense. Camille Glick is awful and the other guy, Jamerson, I think, is awful. So if they're going to play with these two players, I think it's going to be... Yeah, but we have to create chances for that first. Like, we haven't created any chances. Yeah, but we have four weeks to train now. There is a, an international break and we have till then back. Well, I, maybe I'm too hopeful, but that's what I think. I think it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be... It's not going to be like Reims or Nantes. I think it's going to be a calm match. That's mm. what I think. Okay, I, I, I think we're going to draw. I, I think we're going to draw. I, I can see it being a 1-1 or a 0-0. Um, I, Monaco, don't worry me. I, I'd be very surprised if they showed better form than we did going into that game, given given you know the signings and the recent history and just just the mentality, the whole atmosphere around that club seems a bit toxic with with Jardim at the minute. But at the same time, I agree with you, Luca. I'm, I'm not going to get too overexcited, and I'm not going to say we're going to win two or three nil. But um, yeah, sadly, we're at the stage where we need points and. This is probably one of the, the most approachable games we have. Yeah. And okay, so um, final question. Just a question from Twitter from uh, Jan. Um, so he's asked just a very, um, very um, theoretical question. But do you think that if in the beginning of the project, so uh, when Passy got sacked and Garcia came in, um, if we had picked AVB from the beginning, do you think things would have been different? Um, in terms of like the the global view, or do you think there would have been no different at all? So he's mainly referring to the fact that Strutman, Rami, and all these guys were Garcia's men, so they probably would not have come if if it was with Garcia, maybe other people, and that Zubi would have probably more power with more financial support than he had this year. Mm. Uh, we we'll, we we'll never know. We we'll never know. I don't know, but maybe it would be better now. I don't know. Well, we shouldn't. Well, we wouldn't buy uh, Strutman. We wouldn't buy some player like that that uh, uh, Garcia wanted. Well, we'll never know. But the thing is, the problem was not Garcia. The problem is Ero, and I, I don't. That's what I think. I think the problem is Ero. You can you can put Mourinho. You can put Guardiola. You can put anything, any anyone you want. That's the same problem. You have Ero, and I think Ero doesn't know shit about football, and he's too involved in the the, the sport, uh, the sport of the club. So he's got to be just uh, there for for the financial uh, questions, but no more. Yeah, exactly. Like. Uh... I think it would have been different, yeah, of course. Uh, but maybe it would have been different in a in a sense that we couldn't reach the um, the, the Europa League final. Well, we we never know oh, about yes. that. Well, but I think it was. But I think the Europa League final was like a sunshine in the in our just sad uh, three last year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, to I agree with the fact that Arrow, yes, is just acting as 
CEO in a company, so he doesn't care about uh, what is uh, about the technical background of the company. Um, but I think he's also uh, he doesn't know how to surround himself with advice people because even if you even if not not that a big problem to be to be really to have no clue to have or about. Uh, not have a lot of clue about uh, what the football is, but you can at least try to surround yourself with people who really know football and you can advise you on time so you can take better decisions. Well, he tried. He went to Bayern Munich, he went to Barcelona, he made a meeting with uh, the, um, the, the boss of the Barcelona and stuff. He made all that thing. At the first time, I was like, oh, he, he's doing, he's taking great decisions because uh, he's trying to learn from the, the biggest clubs. But we can see now he thinks he knows about football because of that, but he doesn't know anything about football. When Balotelli signs and he says, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, a, yeah, he wanted to come. You know, all this kind of shit he told us about the, the um, how, how I can say? about the, the the players who fits to the project well Balotelli was there and just took money and got back so he don't know anything about football and he, he doesn't have to involve in football just in financial questions but well, worse worse than not knowing anything about football he knows fuck all about communication and yeah. public relations and he you know for me to summarize he's been to the fucking Rudy Garcia school of public relations he's, <laughs> he's learned you know he's learned from the master he's learned how to say <laughs> shit how to cover himself in glory, how to, you know, how to avoid the difficult situations, how to always deflect the blame. So he's learned from the master and, and that's it. But to answer the initial question, I, I do think it would have been very different because I think the money would not have been spent the same way. And I think we would have made investments um, maybe for the longer term of the, of the club in terms of the, the profile of players we would have gone after because I think that... <sighs> I, I, I'm not biased, but I, I don't really like French managers. I'll be honest. Apart from Deschamps and, and Julien Stéphane at the minute, I don't think I don't think any of them are very experienced at football. I think, sadly, I put people like Rudi Garcia and um, you know the, the usual suspects, even Galtier, who's, who's a decent manager. But I, I sadly I don't rate them any higher than the Sam Allardyces and the you know the Alan Pardews of this world in the Premier League, which <laughs> are the same old managers going from club to club, doing the same shit everywhere, having some success and then always making the same signings. There's just no risk-taking and that is what frustrates me. And I think that with someone like Vidas Boas from the start, who we never know, we'll never know what would have happened from a results point of view or whatever, but I think from a signing point of view, he would have he would have taken more risks and gone not gone for players that he knows and, yeah. and that, that share the same agent as him. And I think that I'll be very honest. I honestly, I'm, I'm quite disappointed we didn't get Samasekou. But I think yeah. that he's typically the type of player that, that Villas Boas would have looked at if he had the money and gone, yeah, I want this guy. He's a physical midfielder and we've been lacking that since Zombo left. So mm -hmm. I, I think it would have been different. And I think my main, my main analysis is I think that we would have more solid foundations. We don't know about the results and I'm not going to say we would definitely qualify for the Champions League. But I think that with a manager like that, with European experience of having won European trophies, we would have seen the constant progression and not not just the stagnation, which, which is what we saw with Rudy Garcia. Mm, okay, very good, guys. 
So um, we've just literally reached just just past the hour, so I think we'll make a stop there. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. Um, thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, next podcast, or well, next game is going to be Monaco against Marseille. So not next Sunday, but the fifteenth, so the, mon- the Sunday afterwards. So we'll probably do a podcast on Monday, um, and hopefully, hopefully after a win. Um, so yeah, I think that's it for me. If you guys want to say any. Uh, Loving words to Garcia and Era before we we cut the stream off. No, the, the only loving words I have are for Steph and he's newborn, and I hope that it's all going well. And uh, yeah, we we miss the touch of Scottish twang that he brings to the, the pod. <laughs> but um, well done, Luke. You've done a good job, mate. Well done. It's not easy. So congratulations. All right, guys. I got a song to say yeah. for Ero. Ero, il s'appelle Ero, et c'est un blaireau, pas comme les autres. That's over. Is that it? I want more. <laughs> Sorry, next next podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you next podcast. Thanks, you everyone. Guys. Thanks. 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 Bye.